happening. We're going live right yeah. now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Oh, let's see. I'll put me on the camera. Welcome to the Catherine Tooley podcast. It's ladies' night. Hey, and ladies! It's going to be chaos, but we're so excited to be here. I've got these guys with me. Say hello. Hello. Hi. I've got Kathy, Jordan, and Julie, and um, girls' night. I mean, we could have just talked about anything fun and just messed around like we did a few weeks ago with no topic, but I think it's probably best that we have a topic. <laughs> so, the one that we talked about, we brought it up, I think, at staff meeting or something, mm-hmm. was toxic yeah. positivity, and I didn't know that this was actually something with a name until it was brought up the other day, and then right. I started researching it this week, and there's actually a bunch of articles in, like, like a thing. Psychology mm-hmm. Today and Healthline <clears throat> and stuff like that. So, I guess essentially what toxic positivity is is you know like this too shall pass look on the bright side sending you positive vibes um it can always be worse yeah it can (laughs) always be worse which is it's great to be a positive encouraging person but there is a point in which it can be destructive and so how do we feel about that i think it can especially be destructive when um when it makes other fe- people feel bad. Yeah. Like if you're so positive and they're like, well, I shouldn't feel... Like, what's wrong with Yeah, me? what's wrong I, with me yeah. that, I, that I'm that i having a hard time and mm-hmm. obviously no one else is having a hard time. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah, when I was researching it as well, um, I, I found myself struggling a little bit and being like, oh my gosh, am I one of those people? <laughs> but then I was like, no, I don't think I am. I'm... I'm I'm an optimistic person. I generally look on the bright side of things and try to and that's find not the a bad thing. right. No. And that's yeah. what. And then I was like, no, it's still okay to be positive. It's yeah. just not okay to be a jerk about it. You know, <laughs> true, yeah, true. And I've actually run into this before when I was in like beauty school. There were these girls that were having a hard time, and I was like, oh, it's okay. You're gonna get through this. It's gonna be all right. And literally, they're just like, you are such a b-word. <laughs> I was like. I'm trying to like be encouraging yeah. <laughs> and nice to right. you and you're like calling me things and right. I didn't even realize it at the time that there is such thing as being too yeah too optimistic and too positive. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there's a line too because there's going to be people who understand that some positivity is a good thing and it's okay, but then there's some people who are just lifelong eternal pessimists that mm-hmm. any ounce of positivity they're going to be like ugh. You know, so I think yeah, it just can't. it just kind of depends on your audience, I guess. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the it's kind of it gets down to the heart behind it too, mm-hmm. um, and it's when I think personally when it becomes toxic or negative is when, like, when your positivity is basically like minimizing their feelings, mm-hmm. and like I think that's a huge thing is that you don't want to negate their feelings or you know, minimize what they're feeling or how they're feeling or how much they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a way to be positive to, like, encourage them without Mm -hmm. being, like, oh, you know, like, saying phrases or doing things that basically just minimizes how they're feeling. I think that's when I, for myself at least, is when I feel like that becomes toxic or a negative. Well, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes, too, when people open up, I've had this happen before, like, when you open up with what your struggle is and and somebody is well-meaning and they're trying to encourage you and they give you one of those, <clears throat> excuse me, toxic positivity phrases of, you know, well, you know, God only gives you what you can handle. It could always be worse. Hugs and hope you have a great day. And it's <laughs> like, okay, I guess I won't talk about this. Yeah. Right. You know, like yeah. I kind of... I, I personally don't tend to open myself up like that very often. So if I do bring that out, like, I, it's because I need to talk about it. So when I get that cut off, I'm like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. I'll just keep it to myself longer, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those things, like, we brought it up a little bit with our fertility mm-hmm. and loss discussion. Like, oh, it could be worse. God, everything happens for a reason. And just how destructive that can be to your own healing process mm-hmm. um because you it's, in situations like that or even just in any kind of crappy situation sometimes you just need someone to recognize the fact that it's a crappy situation yeah, totally 
and not just be like, oh, you know, the worst things have happened. There's starving kids in Africa. You know, like, (laughs) obviously we know these things. (laughs) Right. Like, I guess I could, like, put myself on the screen when I talk. (laughs) It's like, I'm multitasking. I'm not great at it. But, yeah, Alyssa, my friend from back in South Dakota, said I feel like it diminishes people's feelings in the sense of making people feel like they don't care enough to go through the hard stuff with you. And that, that speaks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. In an echo. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that because, you know, when you're going through hard times, you don't want, you want to be able to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't put me on camera. Don't put you on camera. Oh my God. I got a work message. <laughs> She's like working really I'm sorry. I was texting her. I was like, I forgot to tell you not to contact me for an hour. <laughs> I'm so needy. So, what are some things that we could do in these situations that would be helpful instead of harmful? Like when you're the person saying the words or you're the person receiving the crappy words? <laughs> I think when you're the person, uh, like if somebody's having Don't a crappy day, what could, what could you say to them? Hmm. I think a lot of times people just really want to be heard. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. they don't want to be told to get over it, even if it's in a super polite way. They want to they want to be heard, you know? Mm-hmm. So even just, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I tend to just be like, I'm really sorry that's happening. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Acknowledging their feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big on the feelings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can we talk about, and this might be my own personal opinion, but I feel like genders do this differently. Mm-hmm. So, like... Go for it. I'm like, let me tell you all about it. No. Clearly, I don't know much. But, um, like, when I have talked to even, like, my dad or my brother or a boyfriend, like, if I'm, for example, yesterday talking about, about like, a hard day, they'll come back with, like, well, you just need to do this. Or, like, they, like, give they you want a solution. To they want to Yeah, they it's like a problem, problem. solver. <clears throat> and I feel like girls are better at, like, wanting to, you know, either listen, but also, like, we're not not all of us are problem solvers. I think sometimes I a little bit more am mm-hmm. like a problem solver or whatever. But and I think we all can be in those yeah, like in exactly. a situation. Yeah. But we're probably more guilty, I would say, of like the toxic positivity mm-hmm. positivity than mm-hmm. the guys are too. Mm-hmm. Um because they're gonna they're not gonna give you some fluffy thing. They're gonna be like, So what you need to do. <laughs> right. Right. Whether right. you need to hear it at that moment or not, let me right. tell you, it's never well, the moment. That's right. what made me think of a, a video that I saw a long time ago and it's this guy and girl talking and she's just like, Oh, there's just so much like pressure and like it just hurts and the guy's looking at her like she's crazy and then she turns around and she has a nail sticking out of her head and he goes it's the nail and she goes it's not about the nail <laughs> and she keeps talking and she's like i just my sweaters keep getting caught and all this stuff and he goes but you have and she's like stop about the nail it's not about the nail and then finally he just says i'm sorry that sounds really hard and she's like thank, thank you, you. <laughs> and it's a great perfect. video and i was like yep yeah, that's that's really funny don't try to it's fix not about it. the nail i don't you tell me that you're right you are yeah. you're wrong for your time yep <laughs> you know what though i tend to like i tend to do that though i think because i'm like a two like an enneagram two and i'm a helper and sometimes I give unsolicited advice that maybe isn't what I should say. Like maybe I said it to Julie the other night. And I was a big old jerk about it, Not which I didn't jerk. mean. I didn't mean well, to be also, a jerk. Don't solve my problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, because I struggle with that because I am a helper. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of my strongest spiritual gifts is the gift of exhortation. So I'm like, okay, I I what? like. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. yeah, like, yeah, like, we need to explain it. Yeah, yeah like, I see the problem. <laughs> I see your problem. I see what would probably help you to get past it. And since I'm a helper, I'm going to tell you to do it, yeah. too. You know, so I have to, like, put myself in check. Um, so because I do tend to do that very easily because mm-hmm. I care and I'm just like, 
I see you're struggling and I want to fix it. Fix it. And this yeah. is what you need to do. And that's not always what I should do. So oh. yeah, I yeah. definitely struggle with that too. For sure. So I don't know if that necessarily falls in the toxic positivity, but it's more of I'm going to might kick you in the pants. There you go. <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's another, it can be another bad way to react to someone's negative yeah. feelings. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Not necessarily being positive, but being like, well, you just got to fix it. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> right. You know, and that's right. not necessarily yeah. what they need to hear. Right. Exactly. Well, Alyssa <laughs> and Liv have both commented on here too. I think people just need validation sometimes. Like they're not crazy for mm-hmm. feeling the way they are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so this is like... <laughs> I get this from Julie all the time. Am I being crazy? Or, like, I don't ask that. Am I being crazy? Or sometimes yeah. somebody used to say, hey, that sucks and I'm sorry. And like, that's the most important things you can say to Right, people. right. I'm laughing because every time I'm like, am I being crazy? You're like, yeah. yeah that, it's fine. It's like not bad crazy. Right. Like, you're the type of friend, but yeah, oh my word. Right. Tone it down. Dial down. <laughs> crazy. Down one. So what are some things um, that, like, we're just going to dig in on here. What are some things that people have said to you in the past? that have been kind of destructive in that way and like how did you make that feel how did you kind of reconcile that um not necessarily with the person just within yourself because sometimes like you're not going to go back and talk to that person about that all the time but like um like without necessarily saying oh they had the best intentions because you know for the most part people do Mm -hmm. right but what can we do when we're kind of given that crappy advice by people to kind of like you mean we shouldn't just it. like shut down and keep it inside <laughs> like and cry in your closet that's what I do that's what I do yeah. Yeah. not that so are we equipped to give I, we am I we weigh in Jordan I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Do I was just take that marshmallow pumpkin bag um, I would not like I, it. I don't like, want to buy me anymore I don't want to eat I was going to eat some not Yeah, brought out the denim. (laughs) I brought out my hippie linen denim. 85 degrees, and I'm like, I know. I was like, oh, it's September. I was like, it's 86. It's a little chilly compared to what it's been. It's 105 today. Denim jacket with sandals. Oh, yeah. I'll wear sandals in the winter. Anyway, I know. I'm like, if we get on the topic of fall, I won't stop. Yeah. For the next. I did have my first pumpkin spice latte yesterday. Okay, I had a I pumpkin. Had, shake oh, I've had day. so many pumpkin spice frappuccinos. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Well, we'll back to the positivity. Now we need to talk about coffee. I am not a fan of pumpkin spice lattes. I think they're gross. But I am a fan of the pumpkin cream cold brew. Am oh, I the right? one at, um, <laughs> at Starbucks? Yes. Yeah, that one's better. They're cold brew. Yeah, and I don't know what it is because, like, I will eat everything pump, everything pump. Everything. All of that. All of I will. But the PSL. No, oh, gosh. And you can catch me. The PSL? Pumpkin spice latte. Oh gosh. You'll catch me in leggings, boots, and a puffy vest, but you won't catch me with a PSL. (laughs) I won't drink them from Starbucks. They're too, like, sickly sweet. I don't like them. Um, They were too, like, fake spice. Yeah. I didn't like Mm -hmm. them. That's 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 why we go to Caffeina. I go to Dutch Bros. I love Dutch Bros. (laughs) I mean, Dutch Bros is great. Dutch. I've gone every day this week. No. Granted, it's only Wednesday. Hey, how's that budget? Went, I went, okay, um, actually, <laughs> about my budget, um, I'm sorry to my nephews because I spent your Christmas money this month. And, <laughs> and also, I can't get an oil change until the next paycheck. <laughs> that the I pulled it from somewhere else. But it's going great. Okay, but I'm not negative. I just Good had job. to take a... Christmas will happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> back to pumpkin spice lattes or back to positivity. <laughs> How do we cope <laughs> when people say not the right thing to us right. in a situation? I don't know if I honestly know how to do it in a healthy way because I'm thinking back to situations where that's happened to me and I really only have memories of myself like being like, oh, well, I'm not going to 
talk to you about this anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I just shut down. I'm like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Friend, <laughs> friends on Facebook. Why am I talking if I don't know? I'll just talk. I'll just, just say I don't keep know talking. so it's much. Fun. I feel like part of me, since we're analyzing, mm-hmm. um, if they say if. If somebody says, like, a cliche, like, toxic positivity phrase, I feel like a lot of times it's because they want the conversation to end. So mm-hmm. then it's, like, shut you down. almost just have to accept that and shut down. But yeah. it's also not healthy because you're still obviously trying to cope with whatever you're coping with. Mm-hmm. And then now you have, like, an added annoyance or, like, hurt from something. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just adding more questions, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I know the right way to do it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I know I can't I can't think of a time when I even went back and thought about it in any kind of way more than just like, well, I don't talk to that person yeah. about this thing. Not, right. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's not. not just write them off. Yeah. And that's not fair. Right. Either, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, like, <clears throat> it's not like you said you don't open up. Mm-hmm freely so you're not just opening up to a stranger that you're like oh i won't go to them for advice like you're going to somebody that you trust right and like Mm -hmm. care about and that you think care about you and then you're like oh so there is a little bit more hurt with that Mm -hmm. um and sometimes there are things that are passing where it's not going to be you know a close friend or whatever but right Mm -hmm. yeah well i am reading this article that i sent (laughs) y'all from psychology today and that that's kind of one of the things where I was like, okay, this is a legit thing because it's Washington <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Washington Post Psychology Today. And is that a peer-reviewed article? I mean, I hope it is. <laughs> it's annotated at least. I don't know. Girl, you're in school right now. It's really hard. Okay. I'm not in school, and I don't know what it means. So you know when they have like the little number like in the Bible, and then you go look at oh, the bottom yeah, yeah. and it has the reference. That's what that is. Yeah, oh. I don't know what it was called. Oh, I understand it. You I just don't know what it's called. <laughs> I just used those in a paper. <laughs> so in this article, it says, "Think about how it feels when you can finally talk about how hard your day was with your partner, parent, friend. Getting things off your chest, including negative things, is like lifting a weight off your shoulders. And you know, emotions are not good or bad, or all positive or all negative. Instead of Think of your emotions as guidance. They help you make sense out of things. Hmm. So, you know, it's a good way for your mind to clue you into what's happening. But sometimes it can communicate, like, other feelings underneath, like, guilt or different things like that. So this says, well, it may be beneficial to try to look on the bright side of things and find the silver lining in all life experiences. It's important to also acknowledge and listen to our emotions when they aren't pleasant, because mm. no one can be a ray of sunshine 24-7. Right. Humans just don't work that way. In fact, paying attention and processing your emotions as they come may come and go may help you better understand yourself and those around you. So that's a really good point. Like, um, I just went back to you guys, but I'll still talk. <laughs> I had somebody <laughs> talk yeah. to me the other day. She's like, I was watching the podcast the other day, and I could hear Erica, but I couldn't see her. Okay. I was like, yeah, that's because yeah. I run the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> um, the what? The cameras? The cameras. Yeah. The cameras. Anyway, um, it's it's important for those people that are close to you, your friend, your close friends, your partner, your family, your parents, to understand how those emotions do affect you mm-hmm. mentally and physically because, you know, if, if your brain starts shutting down with negative emotions, it's going to have a negative effect on your body as well. So when you're able to freely and openly talk to someone and not have them shut you down, <laughs> it also helps you communicate with them how you process those kind of emotions. Right. So hmm. what are some ways that you guys have used or you know, communicated those things with, like, your partner or your family or different things. Come on. <laughs> We've already established that I'm not healthy. Yeah, so like, you made eye contact with me. I'm like, I, mean, I got nothing. I, know. <laughs> I know, like, with me what and Kellen, not always, I, I'm not always the best communicator, but, and he, you know, he cares for me and so he wants to fix things you know and every once in a while when we're in good communication mode i'll be like i don't need you to fix it yeah 
I just want you to listen and give me a hug. That's all I need. <clears throat> Don't talk about the nail in my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> talk about it snagging on my sweater. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> kind of thing. But um, I don't know. That's like all I got, I guess. Is he receptive to that? Like, can he shut it off? Um, When I when I ask him to, yeah, he does good. Or is it like a hug and like, let's just take the nail out of you? No. <laughs> no, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, he yeah, actually... Good job, Kellen. Yeah, if... <laughs> If I remember to, if I remember to communicate, like communicate properly and be like, Mm -hmm. this is what I need from you instead of just assuming that he knows what I need and he knows what I expect him to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Why can't we though? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you read my mind? You learn that after being with somebody for 20 years, (laughs) you start to learn it, you know? Um, Because before early on, you know, in our relationship, I would get upset because I wasn't communicating what my expectations were. So I was being disappointed yeah. over unmet expectations that he had no clue about because mm-hmm. I wasn't telling him and he's not a mind reader, mm-hmm. you know, so stuff like that. Um, but yeah, honestly, if if I am um, up front with him and I'm just like, dude, just hug me mm-hmm. and just like, let me talk about it. And he, he is, he's really good about shutting it off and just being like, cool. I think it's about how you communicate it too. Because I know kind of similar <clears throat> things. If I communicate it well and not in not that I've gotten mad already, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. like, well, you said this and you didn't, you know, whatever. Well, that's not really helpful to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as long as I've communicated from the beginning, like, hey, nope, I don't. That's not what I need. Can yeah. you please mm-hmm. just let me talk about it? Well, that's great to like, yeah. be able to get to that point mm-hmm. and just be like, nope, <clears throat> I know that's not what I need. This yep. is what I need. Mm-hmm. To recognize that. Cause yeah. sometimes, I feel like a lot of times you don't even recognize it in yourself. Exactly. You don't yeah. totally realize it's not what you and need. Sometimes it's like, I don't want a hug. Just, what do I do? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. right. I never want hugs. <laughs> sometimes you need a hug. Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I always need a hug. <laughs> I'm better. What? You've gotten better? better? You have. Like, I mean, you've touched my <clears throat> kids. Like, like that doesn't sound right. Ew. No, I mean like they're like high five, buddy. And I mean, it's, it's, hugging it's, way. it's all appropriate. All. Oh gosh. Why am I allowed to be on the internet? This is really bad. So another thing. Oh gosh. In reading some of these articles, it says you know pretending everything is all sunshine and rainbows in your own life is also very destructive. Mm-hmm. And this kind of you know, talks about this social media influencer type. Uh, yes, the ones that we watch. I know, I'm um, obsessed with them and I wonder why. I do too. So yeah. I love it. And I did go through over this, my non-perfect life. I know. I'll go through these periods of time where I'll like really get into somebody's YouTube life. And then it did go through this period of time where a lot of YouTubers were coming out and be like, like hey, I'm super depressed and have a lot of anxiety. And what you see on this channel is not always actually me and I'm gonna work on that but then also you know people aren't gonna turn on YouTube to watch a bunch of mopey people all the time too. <laughs> so yeah. it's really a fine line you know and then in your friendships and your relationships too you don't want to just be Debbie Downer all the time totally I, I, I totally feel like I can do that sometimes yeah. um but being true to yourself like when something bad happens to you, actually recognizing, yes, something bad did happen to me. And yes, it could have been worse, but it doesn't make this experience or this pain any Not less valid. Yeah. Or less right. valid. Right. And yeah. so it's not even just other people making you feel that way. It's also yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be extremely, extremely destructive. Mm-hmm. So how do we feel about love? I totally learned a huge lesson. Um back when I was a stay-at-home mom. I've always been, like I said earlier, I'm I'm just fortunately a, a naturally a, a positive person. I almost said a, a fortunately a pessimistic person. <laughs> I'm fortunately <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> um, and I get on my own nerves if I'm like in a bad mood. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Kathy, just get over it. Like I annoy myself if I'm not in a good mood. Um, but... <laughs> Right? Like, I love that. Like, no, no. Ew. Oh my gosh. I'll like put sad music on and like, oh turn gosh. the lights no, off. I, like, we're going to have a night. annoy myself. I'm just like, Kathy, get over it. Come on. Um, but 
I used to be like that even more. But then when I was a stay-at-home mom, when um, Ariel, our youngest, um, was born, she's our third. Um, and life was super stressful. Um, Kellen was working like 60 to 70 hours a week. Oof. Then he was doing about 30 to 40 hours a week of his master's homework. Um, I was a full-time stay-at-home mom, which for an extrovert is really difficult. Plus, I had a psycho <clears throat> two-year-old. And I had a newborn who wasn't growing, so I had to nurse and then bottle, or I had to, I had to pump and then bottle feed, and life was just. And my mom was really, really sick, like mm. um, on kidney dial- dialysis, waiting for a kidney. Life was just really, really hard. Um, and I remembered not realizing that I was depressed, mm. um, and I was just like, oh, and and really honestly, I think looking back, I think it was just situational. Mm. I don't think it was like a postpartum depression necessarily but it just happened to be that my life after baby was really hard you know and I remember thinking to myself like oh my gosh like I was that toxic positive person to myself I'm like things could be so much worse Mm -hmm. you know like and I kept trying to like talk myself up out of these feelings and then I finally was just like no like this is hard and it's okay to admit that it's hard and Mm -hmm. it's it's okay to feel those feelings don't allow yourself to wallow in them and stay there, mm-hmm. but it's okay to acknowledge them mm-hmm. and work through them and then go, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't remember what your initial question was, but, um, I was, I had to learn that for myself through myself, yeah. <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I, um, I feel like there, it's true. Like the faking it, what, what phrase did you use? Fake it till you make it. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. It's not effective for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also in a mood lately. <laughs> but like I but I do feel like a lot of times our attitude or our reactions to things are a choice. Mm-hmm. Like where and sometimes you might have to fake it. And that's like at work. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Like today, I like yesterday was just a really tough day at the clinic, and like I was the tent lead for the day. And then since I was stressed, everybody was stressed because mm-hmm. I was stressed. I felt so bad about it because I was like, I am like bringing it down. So today I was like, okay. Someone's like, how are you today? I'm like, it's a good day because it, I'm making it a good day. Yeah. <laughs> like clearly, it was not genuine, but like. By not like wallowing. Do you in give them that crazy look too? Oh, like, it it's was. good day. It's like, gonna be a good, good day. day. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, like off in the morning, because I was like, I don't want to wallow in yesterday because it is yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's all done. We moved on. Everything was solved, and mm-hmm. so then it's like it did help. Like okay, yeah, we chose to make today a good day. But there's also gonna be times you can't get out of it or it's not like you said it's a seasonal thing or there is depression and anxiety and I don't know yeah for sure (laughs) yeah like even Liv wrote on here like sometimes you're not ready to face either subconsciously or consciously what the root of the issue is Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just need to talk about the straw that broke the camel's back yeah Mm -hmm. then to be able to face the bigger issues once you feel like you're in a safe place that makes it easier to pour out what causes the stress Mm -hmm. i don't like liz girl (laughs) this is celine's sister great yeah 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 she's amazing to meet you you. oh my gosh i I miss her yeah no that's good seen your name around exactly (laughs) That's, yeah. Is she a counselor? She <laughs> should be. But for real, yeah. that was something I've been That's talking to stuff. with a couple of friends, too, where I've been considering, like, seeking actual, like, mm. counseling for mm-hmm. things because it's like, yeah, like, the straw keeps breaking the camel's back or it's mm-hmm. like, how do we get to the root of it or what, yeah. how can you learn coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and, like, right. I feel like that also would help, like, receive people's toxic positivity or, like handle it in a better way yeah like mm-hmm. cope with like you're like how do you cope i'm like i don't know <laughs> uh, I just get mad yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and that's not always coming from midwest culture right oh yeah you don't talk about things. you don't talk about problems nope <laughs> no everything's fine well that is like <laughs> i don't know if it's a regional thing or a generational thing yeah but a lot of times you know previous generations i think you just don't talk about 
that stuff. You just mm-hmm. don't talk right. about it. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, if the bad things happen and you just move on. It's yeah. fine. Just, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps right. and keep going. And um, one of the things that's been pointed out in some of these articles recently is like, at this time in the world, like 2020, there is so much going on that we cannot afford <clears throat> mentally to get stuck in this toxic positivity loop. Totally. Uh, because that's just doing a disservice to everybody. There's mm-hmm. a lot of bad stuff going on. Right. And we need to recognize that fact. We can't... Like, I loved the thing towards the beginning of when quarantine had started and everything with people putting, like, little hearts in the windows I loved and stuff. I it, too. And, <laughs> and that was great. Like... <laughs> Look on the bright side, but now it's six months later. I know, and, and we're it, still here. The paper, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> black out your windows with construction. Draw paper. X eyes yeah. on your hearts and yeah, frown like, face. Halloween's coming. Let's just decorate heart. for it. It's just like, I'm over it. I think. Sorry, go ahead, Erica. Oh, just a good line from this was: positivity can also become harmful when it's insincere, forceful, or delegitimizes real feelings of anxiety, fear, sadness, or hardship. What was that one? Yeah, delegitimizes. (laughs) Delegitimizes. Okay. Not legit. It ain't legit. It ain't legit. Not legit. Yeah. The youth speak in here. I am young. Sure you are, fellow youths. I don't think I'm in that category anymore. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to. Hard. I'm like so happily a grandma right now. I don't even care. I'm I think not really a grandma. I think through like I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think what a lot of people are feeling through this whole crazy year is, I, I mean. I haven't talked to one person who's honestly like, hey, this is I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, this year sucks and mm-hmm. I'm struggling and I'm having a hard time. Yeah. And I think especially at first, people were so nervous to talk about that, mm-hmm. um, that, hey, I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling. But when they hear other people are, they're just like, oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not alone. Uh, yeah. I'm not alone. Exactly. It's OK to be having these feelings. And guess what? that person feels like that too. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it formed like a, like a community bond of like suckage. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like this all sucks and we all feel it and it's okay. Cause we all feel this. Yeah. Way. Yeah. It's like, oh, hang out. Yeah. Try to forget about <laughs> it. Hang out. Like, dumpster fire. Like, <laughs> right. like as an introvert, I have to say, I haven't been 100% sad about this year. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. I've gotten to stay home and work and cuddle my kids more often, and I've gotten to read. I've read like four books in the past month. And like, that's in more than I've read in the past four years. And so it's just like, yeah. I'm not 100% sad about it. But also, like, my kids are driving me crazy. I right. do wish that we could just get out and do things like normal. And mm-hmm. awful things are happening to people, and I'm kind of an empath. So that. Right makes me feel sad and then you know it's just this grief spiral what was it that kellen was telling me about the german word grief bacon oh what was that it's like krufsbacken or something like no i thought it had like mmer in it or something maybe it's something about grief bacon and sometimes (laughs) you just need to let it be grief bacon right exactly grief bacon right get through it yeah i think that's how i knew that i was having a harder time Um, through the beginning phases of all of this weird year was because I abnormally wanted to introvert Mm -hmm. and I was like fine with it which is not me you know so when I realized I'm just like oh I'm perfectly fine not leaving my house I'm like uh oh. <laughs> I, think I think something's wrong with me. And then I even like started to do like little silly things like before because that was when I was working at home. Mm-hmm. And so I would even make myself like go for a 10 minute walk outside before I went to work for like my yeah. commute, you know, <laughs> to go back health. to my bedroom. Um, but yeah, like I, that was just for me, that was a, a big like clear sign like, oh, your behavior is abnormally changing and you're. <laughs> weirdly okay with that when actually I really wasn't <laughs> but yeah. it felt okay at the time but yeah. like, no that's not what I needed but exactly <laughs> like I got to the point when things were opening up again I was like 
I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. Like, they would go to the store and be like, there's too many people, and they're not wearing masks, and this is stupid, and I can't handle it, and it would just make me anxiety. I keep, like, picturing all of us humans, you know, like, when you've seen videos of animals that have been rescued, or Mm -hmm. they've been held in captivity, and (laughs) And then then they they get released, and they're like, how... How do I go back into the grass? I don't quite understand. You know, I just feel like we're all in that phase right now. It's like kids are starting to go back to school and you can start to be out, you know, in public. Gosh, we've been like this since March. Yeah. You know, so it's six months. Yeah, it's a little abnormal to be going back out into the world. It's good, but we're all like, how do we handle this? How do we handle this? Yeah. I was like, will I get sick? Will I get oh, someone else sick? And that anxiety. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> but yet, once things opened up, I was like, let's go to brunch. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Are you open yet? I'm here. <laughs> I know. I saw online today that like Lush is just now opening back up at the village. And I was like, Lush has been closed this whole time. Oh, wow. I, I need to go bath, get a bath, bath bomb. Our first one. Oh, my gosh. I need to go get some bath bombs and just have some, you know, mental health time. My girl, my mother-in-law got each of our girls one of those bath bombs from Lush when she was here last oh, year. And they them. were just like this is the best day of my life oh, when I got to use it and have glitter in it. Yeah. in my bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the best day it. of their life. I feel like that at 25. 25, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jill's totally youngest one. Yeah, totally. Quickly approaching 30 and I'm just, it's like this downward. It's not well, that I'm bad. 25. You can join me at 25. I like being in my 30s, She's guys. 29. She can join me at 25, I saw. Oh, sure. We're not going to let you know. Yeah. We have a lot of viewers, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need to know. They don't need to know. That is so cute. <laughs> I think being in your 30s is like the point in life where... It's my favorite. You don't give a crap. It's really just... It's the best feeling the When you're in world. your 30s and you've got exactly. more than one kid, you just don't care anymore. Oh, no. Like, nope. Like, your kid is screaming and you're dragging them out of the grocery store or yeah. whatever, and you're like, I'm, I'm humbled. Yeah. I don't care. Exactly. Anymore. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Humbled. <laughs> oh, faithful, humble, yeah. I mean, not faith like your beliefs, but like my, <laughs> my daughter, Faith. <laughs> She's very she will humbling. humble you oh, yeah. in a heartbeat. <laughs> I love this thing that Alyssa just posted, and it's something that's been a big line in a lot of the articles I've been reading is being okay with not being okay like and a lot of us can attest to the fact that sometimes you get down into this pit where it feels like it's going to be very hard to claw your way back up Mm -hmm. and you know not necessarily sitting and wallowing in it but like letting yourself feel validated and having those feelings yeah because sometimes awful things happen Mm -hmm. and it's okay to feel bad about that right it's okay to get help when you need help right Mm -hmm. and I like Julie I think it's cool that you've been talking about maybe talking to somebody because it's like a really important thing to recognize about yourself Mm -hmm. I've had times in my life where I've been like yeah I need to talk to somebody about this I can't handle it just on my own I Mm -hmm. can't handle it just with myself and my husband Mm -hmm. because it gets to the point where it's not fair to him either. Right. Trying to shoulder all of that burden. And it's right. not an objective party. It's not someone who can look at it outside. Exactly. Of anything. I think that's really important <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to have someone who, first of all, has training to do that kind of thing, but exactly. also just saying, right. well, hold on. Have you thought of it from here? Because where right. I'm sitting, this is what I see, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So, and it's not like... It's not your spouse right. or boyfriend yeah. or even a good friend where yeah. you're like, you're too involved in these feelings. I yeah. don't want your opinion. Right. right. You know, right. sometimes it's about you. Yeah, right. right. Like, yeah. I don't, exactly. don't want to spill this. Um, I can't talk you. to you about this because it's yeah. about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, there's the point that a lot of people reach to, and like, I had to accept in my marriage that there's, like, I'm not supposed to really go to my mom with problems about my spouse Mm -hmm. because that's an yet again not an objective third party right Mm -hmm. um so it's good to have someone outside of that even you know a close friend or someone that's kind of more removed from the situation that you can talk to the about these things so like when you're talking to a spouse about something that makes you sad or mad or that you're actually experiencing like depression anxiety they do want to just fix you and make it better 
and they're not going to be equipped to take the steps that you need to take Mm -hmm. in order to deal with that in a productive way. And that had this just like wrap right into the mental health talk because (laughs) that's really what it all comes down to is, you know, being able to feel safe and open with somebody Mm -hmm. talking about these things that are really affecting you. Kellen has learned for me, there's times where he knows I like need to talk, but, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I've grown up, I've always been very, very independent. Um, and he knows if I am listening to specific music, um, Kathy's in a funk, <laughs> let her feel it, <laughs> let her work through it, mm-hmm. and then she'll be fine. And there's, cause there's pl- times where I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. I got my counting crows on. It depends on the mood. If it's counting crows, it's a big funk. <laughs> if it's 90s alternative, it's a funk, but I'm working my way out. It depends on what the music is. <laughs> so if he, if he hears that, he's just like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll keep my distance. Unless if she specifically wants to talk to me. I don't know any of that music. Oh my mm. gosh, child. You don't even... Mm. I'm 25. For me, it's like, if it's Rage Against the Machine, don't come near me. Oh, if it's... I if it's have a, feel my feelings. Yeah, if, it's, <laughs> if it's the band Blue October, just stay away from yeah. me. Yeah, do yeah. not touch me. If no. it's 90 Throw the bath pop, bomb in the room. If I'm listening to NSYNC, it means I'm having a nostalgic time and I'm probably going to start crying. So. <laughs> I'm having fun, but I'm about to not have fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is like borderline not okay. <laughs> but it's important, though, like... At least for me personally, like music is a big, big thing for me. It's always been a big thing for me. Um, Like sometimes nothing cures my funk more than specific music for whichever mood it is and going for a drive. Like Mm. I will be cured of anything after I do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just important. Everybody has their, what'd you say? I don't. I don't feel like that in a car. I feel Mm. very trapped. Oh, really? See, Mm. I feel the opposite. I feel trapped at home. Not because I'm like in a bad situation, but like, no. I like <laughs> so many disclaimers. Oh my gosh, we always mean bad. I like to be free. I'm a free spirit, so I like yeah. to feel the I curl up in bed. Oh. That's my safe place. Mm. Josh won't let me drive when I'm sad. He thinks that's dangerous. <laughs> but well, yeah, we all have to have like our little. Yeah, Lonnie loves moment. taking drives. So yeah. that's what because. Since he's been working from home for six months, yeah. he's got to get it, out. Like at the end of the day, he'd be like, "I'm gonna take a drive." It's like, okay. And and I'm thinking, man, if I work from home, I just, as soon as I get off, okay, I'm going to read my book. Oh, really? Read my book. Yeah. And just sit on the couch Mm -hmm. and play with Leland and read my book. And then I'm I'm good. Literally, I got new headphones that have noise cancellation. Pop those babies in. Read a book. (laughs) Actually, we talk about it. I'm not name dropping here. She got AirPods. Oh, hush. Hush. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. That's what it comes down to. It works so hard for those. Oh, my gosh. But they have noise cancellation. And when I put them in, I can't hear The love of AirPods. My little baby ears will never little understand. Baby ears can't hold just, some AirPods. I just can't. Can't hold them. <laughs> Maybe when your budget is all happy. <laughs> like, Maybe someone will get them for me for Christmas. <laughs> you didn't whisper it. Shadow Julie wants AirPods. AirPods. What the heck are they AirPods? called? AirPods. AirPods. I was like AirBuds. No. AirBuds. <laughs> That's a dog. The dog. <laughs> Don't get her air butt. Please. She doesn't like dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna get a dog first. <laughs> that's that's what he's gonna take away from this yeah, whole conversation. He's gonna be like, "Do you want to lapse?" Yeah. Let's name him Air Bud. Air Bud. Yeah. I like it. Oh, uh, we've got more comments here from Melissa and Liv. I'm so glad you guys are listening. Hello, ladies. Sorry, awesome. we keep getting off topic. I know. Like humor is our coping mechanism. Uh-huh. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, um. So Liv said something about sometimes you need to have a tangible way of feeling what you're feeling, whether it's listening to music, cleaning, or accomplishing something that helps you feel something subconsciously under the surface. Yes. So it's good you have these positive coping mechanisms yes. because sometimes they are negative coping right. mechanisms. Right. Sometimes you want to go through your house on a rampage and throw everything away oh, that's gosh. not put in way. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I did or that like, the other day. you know, it is myself. <laughs> like for me in the house it was maybe self-harm, which mm. is not a great way of scratching those feelings mm. under the surface. Mm. Or, you know, sleeping the whole day. So there right. are like, yeah. positive things to have, like, you know, yeah, like cleaning your house. 
I can always tell when Josh is in a certain mood and just needs to like feel it out because my kitchen is clean. Will be so clean, <laughs> and you guys can tell he's not been feeling that way lately. <laughs> Josh is emotionally stable. <laughs> so our kitchen. And, and sometimes I'm like, I'll allow it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do your thing. He just needs to do his thing. <laughs> thing. We'll talk about it. And then it's still dirty. It. Julia's kitchen's waiting for me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you still feeling things? There's other kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, like what you mentioned, I mean, it, it, there's nobody who doesn't have a problem and there's nobody that doesn't have feelings and situations and emotions to work out, mm-hmm. but knowing a healthy way to do that. Cause I mean, I struggled with stuff in the past too. I mean, I had an eating disorder for five mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, alcohol, you know, things like that back in the day. Um, you and I, cause I didn't know how to cope back mm-hmm. then. You know, I've, I've sort of got those emotions and feelings out, but not good. Not you know, good I would much rather listen to Counting Crows. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> would I like Counting Crows? Probably no. no. <laughs> it doesn't have hip hop. No. <laughs> no, it's got some guitar and some. <laughs> It's got some guitars and some harmonicas and organs and guitars. It's like organ. It really wanted organs. organs. Like the instrument. And uh, accordions. It's got some accordions. It's no blues traveler, but they're face, okay. Your face is so funny. You know the song like um, Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones and me. That's Counting Crows. Okay. Or Along <laughs> December. Mm. We're gonna go for a car ride, Julie. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're gonna make it feel trapped. Put on your 90s list and drive. Yeah. So I do. I follow you in Kellen's 90s playlist. Oh on yeah. Spotify. And sometimes during work, I'm just. That's like, our family's. That's our family 90s playlist because my it. children are all 90s um, lovers. <laughs> wonderful. Um, it actually makes me really happy. See, I go between my 90s alternative and my 2010 rock anthems, mm. and my boys. Like it must be what uh, what I felt like when I was listening to my parents' music back in the days. I'm like, oh, we're listening to Kansas again. Um, but, See, like I, Noah. You know what? I've grown to respect and love Kansas Aerosmith. <laughs> oh sticks, yeah, all of that good stuff. See, so my Eagles, kids will too. Noah Little makes River his Band. own. <laughs> Noah has his own '90s playlist now, and oh. I'm like, be still my heart. My dad always played 80s music for us. I hate 80s music. Well, that's what he was in high school in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And so that's what he played. He liked, yeah, he'd play all these songs for us. I have a Tears for Fears record. That's my 80s go-to. He he would wake us up with it in the mornings on weekends. Oh, nice. Just play the songs. See, my parents and I used to just chill in the basement, put a record on. Safety dance. Safety dance. Yeah. (laughs) He played that all the time. Have you ever watched the literal music videos? Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. (laughs) Anyway. I don't either, Julie. I I don't know. I need to be more cultured. (laughs) I will help you with that. I love Beyonce. Mm. I mean. Do it. No. Did you just see my face fall? Mm -mm. (laughs) No. Okay, but Beyonce does put me, like, that's like my pump up. I told you that's like my boss music. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Boss babe music. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm too old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I used to listen to Destiny's Child, but. I only did because I worked in a music store and we had to. Mm. <laughs> but you also hated NSYNC and I just can't hated handle them. that. Oh. I can't handle I like that in my heart. <laughs> I love that. You guys are like so opposite. Of that. <laughs> but then we like, love yes, angsty or alternative, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's because like, this is going to sound weird. My sister's the same age as Kathy. <laughs> and so like when we would just drive around in the car, we would jam out to, you know, 90s music. Mm-hmm. And I just the really good saw the good 90s stuff. Music. We'd, you know, we'd have Lit and Hootie and, you know, Blink-182 and, and all the good stuff. I totally I listened know. to 90s all day yesterday long, and, oh, and so it made good. me really happy. It's so good. It's in a much better mood today. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that. Oh, so. I wish I had Any one. other friends commenting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to pull us back on track? Because we had 11 minutes, and oh, really? I, I have oh. a lot of things I could ramble about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could ramble, or we could eat our burrito bowls and have a shorter burrito. <laughs> 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 Is that an option? <laughs> I mean, it's 
fine. Josh isn't here. Or do we want to continue with our hint hint Christmas lists? I mean, I'm good. To- my husband, my husband is totally not Rude. watching. He is finishing up his sermon for Sunday. Oh, Small plug. Yeah, I'm so excited. Kellen gives Wait. a sermon on Sunday. He does. He totally he does. does. I, I did too. It's fine. <laughs> we didn't go over calendar. We didn't really, did we? Probably somebody administrative's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's supposed to watch you zoom in? <laughs> Who's supposed to be keeping us on task? <laughs> oh, so, I mean, we could just do this plug right now. Yes. Six o'clock on Sundays at the District Coffee House in downtown Boise. You guys should come join us because yeah. it's fun and we're cool. It's been <laughs> awesome. We had launch yeah. Sunday this last week. We did have launch last Sunday. And uh, we had cookies and balloons. You're not going to get that every week. Sorry you missed won't. Out. Right? <laughs> but we'll still be there. Right. Totally. Yeah. The coffee shop is super cute. We love mm-hmm. the space. Mm-hmm. We do. It's been, it's really cozy, but still like, like if you like to not sit really close next oh, people in the pew, yeah, totally. That you don't, you can sit at your own mm-hmm. little table. We'll probably bug you a little bit because we're friendly, <laughs> right? But True. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. And Kellen gets to preach this mm-hmm. speak, preach. yeah, speak, preach, preach. preach. Yep. Oh man, Liv and Alyssa, you guys can be with us in spirit. I wish you could be here too, but I have plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys could all just road trip out this way. And listen to 90s music. Listen to 90s music the whole way. I mean, I think think Alyssa could put together a pretty... I have to, like, duct tape around my head to keep AirPods in. We can get you the beats. Yes. That's also what I want. Okay, so Josh is keeping me on task in the Uh comment section. What? Next week on the podcast, we're going to have Jordan's aunt and uncle. Oh, yeah. Um, Josh and Jordan and Lonnie had the opportunity to interview them this past weekend. Mm -hmm. So what, what, Ken, what are you guys talking about, Jordan? Um, What they do, they both, uh, I, Lonnie was saying... I don't know what your uncle does. I never. I don't have any idea what your <laughs> uncle does, and um, he does businesses mission. So he says he runs think tanks and stuff, figuring out how to um, make. Oh, I don't know, business a mission field kind of deal. My aunt works against um, human trafficking and has for a long time, but they live in Sweden, and they usually travel. My they said that my aunt usually is travel it takes about two trips a month and my uncle is gone um he's doing three or four trips a month usually and that's how they've been doing it for the last 10 or 20 years of their lives like that um so it's been very different yeah so we've talked a little bit about that and how different it is now and how it's changed what they do and how they're doing it that kind of yeah, cool. Well, that will be awesome. a good one to turn into. Yeah, super looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to see comments, but I don't know how to work Facebook. Oh, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when you're 25. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, thank you all for tuning in tonight. It's been really nice to have another girls' night. We're going to continue our girls' night over some Chipotle, but we're going to sign off here. We're so glad you guys tuned in tonight, and please feel free to reach out to us in the comments or message us if you need anything at all. But thanks for being here, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.